episode 136 of the Bridgeport Zone podcast. I'm Carlos Ortega. The mayor takes responsibility of passing of a few people in our lives, maybe in my life, and my final thoughts. But first, it's time to get into Mr. Billy Doggett. Brought to you by Aces Bail Bonds. Aces Bail Bonds serves the whole entire state. Go to 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport. Call 203-366-4817 or the toll-free number 866-777-BOND. 866-777-2663. And go to their website at acesbailbondsct.com. Now, I knew this day, this very, very prevalent day will come. I knew it. I knew it. It had to happen. It should have happened a long while ago. But it did. The mayor finally takes responsibility for what happened in the absentee ballot scheme, scandal, however you want to call it. But he took responsibility. Again, I don't think he knew what was going on. But as I said on a few podcasts, he is in charge of his campaign. He is running for re-election, not the people. His underlings are running for re-election. He is. And for people to do what they did and have the mayor go in there and say, yeah, my bad. That's a step in the right direction because now we can have a campaign. Now we can see who or what is willing to do, say, and fess up, put up, shut up, what have you. Here's the mayor's quote. I own the fact that the court found people connected with my campaign engaged in serious voting irregularities. You're not kidding. They stuffed an absentee ballot box. 
That's what they did. They didn't do it out of the kindness of their heart. They did it because they wanted you to win. And they didn't want to do it the right way. They did it the wrong way. And now you have to go not only in front of a podium, but on Lisa Wexler's show and admit a wrong, which all and highly unlikely your minions didn't want to do that. Your minions didn't want to go in front of a court and plead the Fifth Amendment, which they did. So you had to do it. You had to take the bullet right where it's supposed to be, in the heart, what have you. Don't want to use that as a expression of what he's feeling. But he had to take it for the team. Why? Because like any football coach, basketball, baseball, hockey, he is ultimately responsible. He is responsible for his campaign. He is responsibility for the people in his campaign. And no matter what you say or think, he is ultimately responsible. Will that stop the others from doing what they're doing? Only time will tell. There's another uh, primary. What will happen then? Only they know. But the thing is, the mayor took advantage of the fact that he apologized, took responsibility, pretty much said, hey, I'm in charge of this. I am going to apologize because I think it was the right thing to do. I didn't know what went on. I went into courtroom. So I don't know. I don't know if the mayor is apologizing to get more votes or is the mayor apologizing because they got caught. You know, only time will tell. Here's another quote from the mayor. Because those acts related to absentee ballots and the court's decision, there's going to be a lasting question about the confidence of the public need to have in our election processes. Rather than challenge the court's decision, I've decided not to appeal the judge's decision ordering a new primary. I take ownership of the faults of my campaign. So he is taking responsibility. And like I said before, I do not think he knew what happened until he went in that courtroom and saw people take the fifth. And when he saw people take the fifth, then he had to really think about it. His thought process was all over the place. He is blaming this person. He's blaming that person. And ultimately, the responsibility wound up on his shoulders. He knows that ultimately he is responsible. He also sent a letter to the Secretary of State, Stephanie Thomas. Here's a quote on that. My letter to her is an invitation to her and her office into my campaign to meet with her team of volunteers to evaluate our processes for absentee ballot voting, among other things, and offer her to lead in the absentee ballot process from applications all the way 
to Election Day to ensure the full confidence in the results. That's great. That is a novel thing to do. Because if you want the process to be legitimate, you want the Secretary of State involved. I think the state's involved anyway with the referrals for charges against Wanda Jeter Pataki. But yes, bring him in. Get him involved. What is the law on absentee ballots? What could we do about absentee ballots? That is important. That needs to be followed and looked at. So I praise him. I do. To admit that something is amiss here. Someone did something or somebody or someones did something to our processes. And I'm glad for that. I really am glad for that because it needs to be squared away before the next primary. So hopefully, let's hope it is. John Gomes was called to admit the same thing about his campaign. I think he called John Gomes to admit the same thing happened in his campaign. Gomes later called Gannon's news conference an invitation to invite Secretary of State Thomas said the mayor and his campaign had an opportunity to follow Clark's decision when the details of the primary do-over and general election were still being decided in the courts. Quote, they contributed nothing, John Gomes said. He is welcome to put any new proposal before the court, and I will adhere to such until then, he has no right to cry and tell me and my campaign what to do. If this is going to be some kind of a schoolyard brawl, at least, then John Gomes is not playing along. And he has a fair point, too. Decision was made by the courts for a do-over. He wanted to appeal. Lawyers told him it's a waste of time. He made a decision. Move on. But the important thing is, is that he has acknowledged that his campaign did something wrong. His campaign, for the most part, did what they were alleged doing. And for Mayor Ganim to come up and admit that, hey, it's a step in the right direction. Hopefully, and I say hopefully, and I don't think it's going to end anytime soon, that both campaigns could finally get this squared away because it doesn't look good upon anybody to have a court battle, just settle it at the polls, settle the ground rules, whatever they are, and just have a nice, clean primary election where hopefully and unequivocally none of this ballot stuffing stuff is done. None of this intimidation of people. None of that. Let's have a clean, legitimate election. Please, let's have a clean, legitimate election. I'll have more after this. You get arrested, you go to jail. 
You need to get bailed out. So who do you call? You call Aces Bail Bonds, 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport. Acts about the quick 24-7 response. Easy payment plans. Aces Bail Bonds takes all major credit cards. So call Aces Bail Bonds if you need to get out of jail. 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport. Or call 203-366-4817. Or the toll-free number, 866-777-BOND or 866-777-2663 or go to their website acesbailbondct.com This past week we lost a giant and a radio legend Norman Lear passed away the New Haven resident passed away at the age of 101 and Norman Lear is responsible for Shows like All in the Family, Good Times, The Jeffersons, and pretty much put in the social conscience of America, especially with a guy like Archie Bunker. Pretty much one of the greatest characters. If there's a character, Mount Rushmore, he'd be up there, so would Ralph Cramden, J.R. Ewing, and Tony Soprano as, in my opinion, four of the greatest characters that television ever produced. And Archie Bunker as a character was produced by Norman Lear. When Rob Reiner first did the pilot to All in the Family, he felt that it was a very good show. And it ran for nine seasons. Think about that for a moment. You think a show like All in the Family would run today? Seriously, on television? Probably. They'll get away with a lot of stuff. Archie Bunker's character said a lot of stuff that back then, you're saying to yourself, they really said that? They really think that? Yes, they do. They do. And he introduced us to the Jeffersons. George, Wheezy, Lionel, they were all a part of the whole coming together of a big Norman Lear sitcom spinoffs. Another one is Maud. But getting back to the Jeffersons, who would ever thought that Archie Bunker, the very stout bigot, be confronted with one of the very few and rare black Republicans that would live in his neighborhood. That's what George Jefferson was, a black Republican. Jefferson cleaners. Him and Archie don't get along, but Edith and Louise got along great. Think about that for a moment. The women can get along great and those two men can't. And they would see different eye, even on the social issues. But eventually, George and Louise would move out. They move out to Manhattan. And therefore, it was another over a dozen years of the Jeffersons. And then there was good times. Good times and Archie Bunker didn't even cross paths. They just were a show about a family living to make ends meet in the housing projects of Chicago. 
And by the way, you think Norman Lear wrote all the stuff and those shows paralleled on the family. I don't know, somehow, some way it did. And it worked. It all worked. It told a story. Told a story about a family living in the Chicago, Chicago, I should say, in the Chicago ghetto. And it was a good show, too. Probably one of the toughest episodes is when James Evans passed away. How they told that story and make it fit, they found a way. They all found a way to make that story fit. And it did. It worked. It worked like a charm. So rest in peace, Norman Lear, and also rest in peace to radio legend, the Duke Johnny Allen. I Thursday got a call from Jay Dixon, just to be full disclosure about this. I do or lend my voice, I should say, to a streaming radio station called iSoulRadio.com. One of the people on there was another legendary voice, as I mentioned, the Duke Johnny Allen. And on that Thursday that Jay Dixon called me, he had informed me because he didn't want me to hear it from or see it on the internet that he had passed away. And that was cool of him because I was watching a sporting event and I was walking by Jay and he had informed me that he had passed away. I remember the Duke from back in the day at 92 KTU. I remembered him from his days at KISS FM. He also did a show on Jammin' 1051 in New York, which is now Power 1051. He went to the brand new KTU, which is 103.5 KTU, and then WBLS, and to iSoulRadio.com, where he lent his voice Fridays and Saturday nights and Sunday nights. Let me get that correct. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. And then he passed. Thoughts are with the, the Duke's wife, his family, his friends. Many of his friends are at iSoulRadio.com, and many of them are in mourning now. You know, I lost my mom recently in July. I lost my father 18 years ago, December 1st. It's not easy. It really isn't. It's not easy to lose anybody, especially at this time of the year. You know, Christmas and so forth, people are out shopping for whatever they're going to buy for their family, spouse, friends. It's tough. It's tough because people are expecting... I think expecting is a tough word. People are feeling that the people that they know are going to be there. And then when they pass away, it's surprising. It always is. Nobody sees it coming. And somehow people are like, you know, surprised a little bit. But the one thing I know about is is that when he passed away, word quickly got around, everything got spread out on the internet and so forth. So it's only natural that people would say nothing but great things about a guy who pretty much 
His voice spoke words for him. Brooklyn's own Joe Causey gave a tribute to him and wrote something on Instagram, which uh, if you go to his page, it'll wind up there. You'll see it. But he has passed away. He leaves a wife, family, many friends along the way. Again, we all face this every single day. We all face that no matter what the circumstances are, we may not be here another day. But here's one thing that you can make sure of. And it's always posted and so forth on the social media pages. Make sure that you look up and say hello and check upon the people that you care about the most. You know, it's probably nothing or probably something. It could be anything else. But make sure that when you're looking upon your family, your friends, and whomever, maybe your next door neighbor, that they're fine and doing okay. And make sure that all of them are doing well. Especially, as I said, this time of year. This time of year, you know, is rough stuff for a lot of people, especially when someone passes. So all I know is this, that when my mother passed away, I had a lot of people come to me showing their support, showing that they care, showing that they're willing to give. Not in money, not in anything else, but give as far as support is concerned. Because these days, there isn't a whole lot of giving going on around here. It really isn't. There's a whole lot of everything else. And we got to go back to getting to giving. Getting to where people say, you know, how you doing? What can I do for you? Is there anything you want me to do? You need help with this. You need help with that. You need help with anything. Yeah, I got some neighbors that are willing to do that. But they don't need to do it all the time. You want to have other people say, hey, what can I do for you? Or you say, hey, what can I do for you? Even I, hey, what can I do for you? Because you never know. You never know. So rest in peace, Norman Lear. Passed away at 101. Lived a great long life. And also rest in peace to the Duke Johnny Allen. He too lived a very good life. I'll have my final thoughts after this. On serves the whole entire state. Go to 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport, or call 203-366-4817 for all the details. If you live in Hartford, New Haven, or Waterbury, they're there for you. ACES Bail Bonds, 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport. Call 203-366-4817 or toll-free 866-777-BOND, 866-777-266. Go to their website, acesbailbondct.com. And my final thought is congratulations to Ramon Luis Ayala Rodriguez. Now, if you don't know who he is, 
Well, maybe you should Google the name because he's better known as Daddy Yankee, who recently retired from doing reggaeton because he found Christianity. He had a meeting with God pretty much and said, I am yours. Now, a lot of people have done that. And let me say, first of all, as an agnostic and as a Puerto Rican, I congratulate him. He had a come to Jesus moment, which a lot of people should have. Not a lot of them do, but he did. And congratulations to him. I'm not downing him. Not at all. I think it's good that people, quote unquote, find a little religion. Not a lot of people do. I did a few weeks ago, if you didn't hear my final thoughts. And so did he. So he decided to retire and devote his time to Christianity. Okay, great. Again, I will say it again. Some people do, some people don't. Some people that do devote, I should say themselves, to Christianity, fine. But the one thing I do not want people who devote themselves to Christianity, Jehovah's Witnesses, whomever, don't bring it upon people who, for the life of them, either A, are in a religion, or B, are devoted to another religion, and C, don't want to hear your shit. That's the thing. If they really want to hear you, and they really want to see what you're all about, what your religion is all about, they would have done it. I remember one time I was at a Dunkin' Donuts just getting a coffee, pretty much. And I had this woman coming up to me and say, good morning, how are you? And I said, I'm okay. And I'm like, this is unusual. A woman stopping me saying, good morning. Have you been to church lately? And my words out of my mouth that I said it to myself was, oh shit. On a Saturday, no less. Why is this woman asking me that question? I'm trying to get to the studio. I'm trying to be courteous. So I did. I said, hey. Uh, no, I've not been to church lately. I'm not a churchgoer. Oh, well, you should come to this church and so forth. We're all devoted to it and then she gave me a little booklet and she was a Jehovah's Witness I'm sorry I'm not a Jehovah's Witness I took the book anyway out of my kindness on my heart but please for the life of me don't do that because it turns people off turn me off 
I seen it again up at a food bazaar. Some guy coming up to me and saying, hi, how you doing? Uh, would you like to have a meeting with God or something like that? And I'm like, I'm trying to go shopping here. Please, advice for all people who want you to be devoted to God. Do the whole world a favor. Don't try to change people. People are set in their ways as far as religion is concerned. And they don't want to hear that we or you or whatever religion you are can change you. Because it don't work that way. It don't work that way with people. People A, don't want to be bothered and B, majority of them go to church or they see it online lately. No. Nobody wants to be bothered, especially me. And I'm not that busy of a guy. Now, what you ought to do is just, you know, hey, they all, and they come to my house too. That's another bothersome me. Bothersome to me, I beg your pardon. But here's one thing I'm trying to find no solicitation signs and saying, get out, don't bother me, stop, leave me alone. It might not work, but it'll say, hey, don't come to my house. I should have a no solicitation sign on my car and say, no soliciting on my car, leave me alone. I was nice once. I'm not going to be nice a second time. So please, if you're going to do something like that, that includes Daddy Yankee going around spurring religion and saying that you need to come to God, let them have their come to Jesus moment like you did. Because that's the only way people are going to find their come to Jesus moment. That's the next best thing besides having clarity. If they can't have their come to Jesus moment like you did, then fine. Not a lot of people have that come to Jesus moment. Their come to Jesus moment is when they're in jail. And who knows how long that will take. So I just stress to people, people in general, who are in religion and religion factions and so forth, do the whole world a favor. Don't push religion on other people. Don't tell them that they had to have a meeting with God when God didn't actually call them to say, hey, we need to talk. Let them have this moment for themselves. Let them have their own come to Jesus moment because the only way that you're going to get people to change or go into a religion or at least walk into your church is if they have that nice little meeting with God, Jesus Christ, Allah, the Buddhists, and they have that come to Jesus moment. In the meantime, leave them alone. Episode 136 of the Bridgeport Zone podcast. 
We'll see you later, people. <laughs>